You are listening to the Cheetah Culture USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cheetadella. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA show, episode number one hundred and fourteen, coming to you on Tuesday, February thirteenth. Cheetadella off of the back of four straight losses, following their defeat to Parma on the weekend, two-one defeat at the Stadio Pier Cesare Tombolato. Cittadella remains winless against Parma in all competitions in club history as they fall to the league leaders on Saturday. We got a special guest coming in for this match as Cittadella look forward to this upcoming weekend against Spezia. So we will be having a guest on very shortly. So we will have you we we will have the the guest on in a little bit, but first we will be talking a little bit about this Parma match that happened last weekend. So a lot to talk about in this podcast, so without further ado, let's get right into it. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheetahGotUSA and visit our website at CheetahGotUSA.com for more information, news, articles, all that stuff at CheetahGotUSA.com. Now, let's talk a little bit about this Parma match before the special guest comes in to preview, which will take us most of the time, of the Spezia match on next weekend. Parma, this was, if you remember the last podcast last week, we knew that Parma was going to be a very hard team. We knew that, you know, going into the match, not only that they were the league leaders, uh, Cittadella had never beaten them in club history, albeit it's only nine games, but that is, it's just something that maybe plays into the mindset of the players and coaches and staff that Cittadella has never beaten this club in their history. And it was always going to be a difficult task. You know, I said before the Brescia match two weeks ago that Cittadella had to win or at least get a draw against Brescia because they don't want to be going into that difficult match at home. Perhaps probably the, the toughest match all year that Cittadella will play uh, against Parma off the bounce of three straight losses. And that's exactly why I said that because it was likely that Cittadella was going to lose that game or very unlikely that they were going to win and look what happened and now they are lost again and that is four straight losses for Guarini's side uh, going into this next uh, game on uh, Saturday against Spezia so but I want to say because this is it just seems like a very different situation than where Cittadella was in December of 2022 if you remember in December 22 um, just ending the Gironi di Andata rounds in Serie B last season. Cittadella, four straight losses once again to close out the, the year 2022. Four straight losses, zero goals scored. Uh, I don't even remember how many of uh, goals con- conceded, but it was not looking good. Cittadella were in 19th place, if I remember, uh, only 19 points. And it was clear that changes were needed and they were going to need a fresh start in the winter market. This this feels a little different from last year. Maybe it's because, you know, Cittadella has a lot of room between them and the relegation spot, so it doesn't feel as big of a crisis right now. But it does. it just seems different because if you've been watching the games, you know that the, the, the team is frustrated, obviously. But the performances are there, and that's what Guarini has been saying in these last weeks is the performances as there has been there. You know, maybe in the game against Ternana, which was the first loss out of the four, you, you could argue that they were outplayed in the second half, but they were in it for 45 minutes of the game. And it was two, 20 seconds off the kickoff in the second half that Ternana scored. In the Sampdoria game, Cittadella shot themselves in the foot because they were controlling that game, and they basically gifted Sampdoria that that the goals in that uh, advantage. So that was a very winnable game that Cittadella should have won. Um, the next match that was against Parma, that was uh, or uh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at something else that um, made me think it was Parma. But the the next match after that was Brescia. Once again, like the Ternana match, the, t- the score was tied at halftime, 0-0. And Cittadella makes some mistakes in the back. Maybe it was a foul. But um, then they fall apart in there. And then in this Parma match, they were even though they were down 2-0, they got the goal right before halftime. 
they were pressing on in the the second half and it wasn't a fully controlled Parma win. They really had to squeak by Chitarella to get those three points. And they had several occasions in the in the second half to score. And perhaps the biggest one was uh, Peluca Pandolfi's try in the 70th minute, I believe. It was from center of the box. Uh, should have done better there. But, you know, this is just, it just feels very different because in those four games losing in December of 2022, it seems like nothing was working for Chitarella and they were really hopeless in that in that state. It, this this feels different not only that we know how well this team could play when they're in a good run of form and when they do start to click and it's just in these recent weeks it's been self-inflicting moments and really poor mistakes that they weren't making earlier in the season. So I don't think it's, it's still not the time to panic. Um, that's what I titled this last uh, podcast against after the game against Brescia. But it, it's still, I, I still think there, it's gonna come. There, the time is gonna come. We knew that Chitarello were gonna be in a rough patch eventually because not all good things, all the good run of forms do come to an end, and we we just had to deal with the fact that Chitanella is going to have to face some adversity in some point of the season and that's what they're doing right now and you know considering that you know they haven't picked up a point in the last four games yet they are still in seventh place still four points clear of the playoff line so it's still not over it's far from over uh this season 36 points from 24 games I still think that's a really great accomplishment considering the fact that already Chitarella has 10 wins. That's one win more than they had in the entire of last season. So I, I still think it's, it's still, they're still there. And, you know, it's just a period of frustration, I feel, for Chitarella because, you know, it's just these moments that are happening, I, I think are completely avoidable and they're much better than where they should be right now. But there's still time to pick it up. There's only uh, 16 games left in Serie B or 14. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but you know it, it's still it's still there for Chitarella, and they're still well in control of their destiny. And they have a chance this upcoming weekend against Spezia um, at the Stadio Alberto Pico. That'll be uh, this upcoming Saturday. But like I said, we will get into that game a little bit more when our special guest comes in. Before I go to the stats, I, I just want to read you some notes that I took right after the match. So this was kind of right off my mind, very fresh. Um, I thought Claudio Cassano uh, had not a good game. This was probably one of his worst games in a Chitarello shirt. Um, I thought, you know, it was right for Greeny to take him out in the second half because I don't think uh, a lot was working. I did like Master Antonio in there as well. Uh, Parma was just, you know, you got to give credit to Parma. This is why they are in first place. This is why they are running away with the league because they take their chances. There wasn't many clear-cut chances in this game for Parma. If I remember correctly, there was only two shots on goal in the first half for Parma and two of those led to a were in the back of the net. They're just very too clinical, and even Garini said it before and after the match that, you know, if you give them half a chance, they're going to make you pay, and Chitarello were going to have to be really perfect in the back to win this game or to even draw this match. So, you know, saying that Parma were just very, very clinical in the attacking third, but once again, I, I thought this game deserved a draw, at least a draw for Chitarella. It was a much better performance against Parma then the match against Brescia this was a very more complete performance I'd say because in the both first and second half you see Chitarella really trying to play their game to attack the Parma defense they weren't just buckling in and waiting for a counter-attack they really took the game and it was a very um proud performance I'd say for Chitarella and if they play like that if they play with the right intensity that right of mindset with that same game plan against um, you know other teams in this league, I, I think they will be just fine and they'll get back to winning ways because this this game might have been just out of reach just 
given Parma's quality. And but but like I said, if they play like that in next week against Spezia or then following week against Catanzaro, they'll be back to winning ways in no time. One more thing I want to add about this game is you got to give credit to uh, Filippo Pitarello and Stefano Negro for their games, really played the games of their lives. They were really just incredible in that match. Obviously, um, Stefano Negro getting his first goal in Serie B, first goal for Cittadella uh, of his career. It was a good tap-in. Uh, once again, Alicio Vita getting another assist on that goal. Really important goal right before halftime, uh, but unfortunately it led to nothing in the second half. But Peterello, I thought, was very, very lively. He created a lot of problems for that Parma defense. Um, you know, should have got the assist to Pandolfi, but Pandolfi's shot was saved by Gigi Zola. But, you know, once again, I, I thought Peterello was just very, very good. And props to him for having a really good, really good game in that. Moving on to the stats a little bit. You know, this is one of my favorite parts. Uh, the points by round for Cittadella in Serie B in all time. They have, um, you know, if you look at this graph right now, you definitely see the line for this season is definitely plateaued. That given because Cittadella has been win winless in the last four games and hasn't even got a point. So they're right smack dab in the middle of this green funnel that I've been talking, talking about. Excuse me. And going on to the streaks. So this is... Now, Cittadella's first time this season where they've had four games uh, off losing streak. Four games losing. This happened last season, but like I said, it feels like a much different story. So, four games, four straight losses. This is the first time it's happened this season for Cittadella. And they're winless in four games, but they still have a, a long way to go to equal that tally from last year of where they went nine games winless in the league era in all competitions, really, uh, from last year. But right now, they are four games winless, uh, Cittadella. Scoring first, conceding first. Cittadella once again conceded the first goal in this match, only eight minutes in. So once again, it was another early goal for Cittadella to be conceding. But they currently, when they concede first, they have a record of 4-3-8. and eight. That hasn't really changed much. Uh, once again, very interesting um, losing at halftime. Chitadel were losing at halftime. It was very interesting because I brought it up in the last podcast that when Chitadela are drawing at halftime, they usually end up losing that match or getting the draw because they only have one win from those 10 games that they were drawing at halftime. When they were losing at halftime, it was a different story because going into this weekend, they were 3-1-3 and when losing at halftime. But once... Once again, like I said, they were losing at halftime in this match against Parma, and they fall to a 3-1-4 record when they do so. From winning positions and losing positions, you know, I did tweet this out when Parma scored, that Parma were very good when scoring, uh, when in leading in winning positions. They had not, they, are, they had only lost one game, They've only lost, dropped three points, which is the best in Serie B, from winning positions, and that was against uh, Lecco, where Parma were down to 10 men for most, most of that game. So it was always going to be difficult to get a point off a team that had only lost one game from winning positions. For Cittadella, uh, it's currently 14 times they have trailed. They have a 3-3-8 three, three and eight record, but they still have 12 points won from winning positions positions or sorry from losing positions um and we'll get into spezia stats in a little bit as i read you just quickly the serie b 20 match day 24 results como defeating brescia 1-0 cittadella losing against parma 2-1 cremonese 1 reggiana 1 fraupisalo 1 palermo 2 modena tied 1-1 with cosenza sutirolas 3-0 to venezia Bardi defeated Lecco at home 3-1, Catanzaro 3, Ascoli 2, Pisa defeating Sampdoria 2-0, and Ternana drawing against Spezia 1-1, Spezia getting a very late equalizer in that match. So like I said once again, Cittadella are four points clear of the playoff line, but they do drop to seventh place on 36 points, Catanzaro leapfrogging them uh, with 38 points in sixth place. 
Parma once again extending their lead thanks to the Cremonese draw to six points at the top in first place. They are well and truly on their way to Serie A. Second place, Cremonese tied with third place, Como with uh, 45 points. Venezia fourth place with 44 and Palermo right there in fifth with 42 points. Towards the bottom, 20th, still Lecco there. Feralpisalo, 19th with 21 points. And it's a three-way tie on 16th, 17th, and 18th with Ternana, Ascoli, and Spezia, where Cittadella play next. The last team outside the relegation zone is Sampdoria with 27 points, tied with them 14th, Sutirol with, once again, 27 points. Now, we will be switching, transitioning to our special guest. For you, it'll be a few seconds, but for me, it'll be a little bit, but I will see you in just a little bit with our very special guest. We're back from the Chitikachu USA show break, and we have a very special guest. He was our guest in December when Chitadella played against Spezia at the Tombolato. That ended up in a 4-1 win for Chitadella. But he's back on the podcast, even though it's been a few weeks. A lot has changed since. Please welcome back Elia from Speziato. Elia, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Jake, for having me back on your podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, I, I think we uh, discussed in the last time, you know, just having uh, two Serie B fans in North America, um, you in Florida, me uh, as well on the West Coast. I, I think it's um, very, very uh, special and really, really glad we could uh, talk some football here. It is, it is, it is strange. It's uh, it's nice, you know, that um, as we were chatting about yesterday on the YouTube channel, you know, the conversation we had on my channel, normally in North America, we always talk about uh, football or uh, basketball, uh, baseball. So finally, there are there is more and more interest about soccer, Italian soccer, and not even from the major league. I mean, we're here discussing the Serie B which is one of the most challenging uh, championships in the world anyway. So I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm happy that we connected. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, very underrated and I think underappreciated league because there's still like a lot of quality in all the teams, a lot of young quality players, um, you know, really good tacticians, managers, um, and really... Uh, fun league to watch and uh, it's only Indeed. getting better but you know I wanted to ask you since we met uh, I believe it was like a week before Christmas and uh, Spezia was in a difficult time uh, they were losing a lot of games they were in the relegation zone and it was this was before the winter market so after that 4-1 defeat at the Tombolotto, how has the team changed in a way? Um, I know you guys had an important and really big uh, winter market. So um, how is how does how do you feel about Spezia now looking into this game at the Pico on Saturday than where you were two months ago? So many things have changed, as you said, but nothing has changed. We're still in the we're, we're still in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're still. Uh... Well, in the relegation area, re relegation so. playoff, relegation playoff. You're uh, <laughs> it you is moved really up a few. Sad. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things changed. We we played on the 23rd of uh, December, so we 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 recorded our conversation a few days before that. Um, a lot of players uh, arrived. I think nine um, new entries. We had nine new players. I'm checking out the list here. Uh, yes, I mean, I can read you the name. Vignali from Como, Yagiello from Genoa, uh, Crispi, who's a goalkeeper from Juventus, Falcinelli from Modena, the striker, Matteo from uh, Palermo, Tanco, Nagi from Pisa, um, Jureskin, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Rocco yeah, Jureskin from Pisa. From Pisa. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't played yet because he hasn't played in a while, I think, and he got sort of injured in getting ready to, <laughs> to play. And then Di Serio, who... Uh, played the last game and scored with Ternana Interni. And a lot of players left, not a lot, but mm, yeah, six or seven. So Ekdal was just, um, he decided to be no longer part of the project. They, you know, just the, both the, the team the, and the guy agreed that uh, they would have just, you know, uh, divided their path. I don't know how to say yeah, that. Yeah, uh, parted ways. Yeah. Parted ways. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Zurkowski. Zurkowski, it's kind of frustrating because as until he were he was in Spezia, he was either recovering from an injury or when he was playing, and we haven't seen him play a lot of full matches. He only played a handful of minutes here and there. He wasn't really himself. And as soon as he went back to Empoli, he scored four goals in two games. So that's frustrating. It's he really scored a hat trick on his first game, I remember. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then uh, Drongowski, who I really appreciated, according to what uh, Mr. D'Angelo said, he was one of those players that no longer um, believed in the project. He wasn't enjoying playing for our team anymore. So um, he went to Panathinaikos in uh, Greece. Uh, Serpe is a youngster and went to uh, Turris uh, in, uh, on a loan just so that he can play more. Amian was the only player that actually got sold, let's say. All the others um, left on loans. So um, the Monte Ingaggi, which is the salary that um, Spezia is playing, uh, keeps on growing basically to the players because they bought new players, uh, nine players, most of them are actually acquisitions, and those that are left, just left on a loan. So they will eventually come back, most likely. So uh, we'll see. And then Lari and uh, Pedicillo, I think these are all from uh, the youth team. And then, of course, Mirko Antonucci. Yes. I left the last, the best for last, because as soon as he arrived, I honestly thought, in even the video that I did... Uh, on my channel. So this guy is going to be my next favorite player in Spezia, right like Verde, you know, one of those players that make you love the, the, the game. And then he scored one goal. And one of the reasons why they let him go to um, Cosenza. Cosenza on a loan, thank you very much, Jake, mm -hmm. is because according to D'Angelo, he wasn't giving it his all on training, you know, while, you know, while, while training, he wasn't just giving it his all. And according to what he said, he said that uh, he needs new, I don't know, stimulus, new, how would you say, Jake, help me out here. Uh, like, I would say maybe like uh, a new, a new place, maybe just to maybe get out of the Spezia zone because maybe it, it's just um, it's not working for him. He just needs like a restart. Yeah, for some reason, it just didn't feel right for him any longer. Just after a few months, while we need him the most. So seriously, I can't I can't wrap my head around these uh, so things. I can't that, just have this. That was I was about to uh, you know ask you and um, about that because I know uh, as you know uh, Mirko Antonucci, a uh, uh, very fan favorite here in Cittadella. He was our of course best player last season and uh we saw i saw your uh about like maybe a week ago it was one of your lives you had like a little bit of a rant about him and you yes. discussed just yeah. his dis your disappointment <laughs> because you know he had had um issues before in portugal uh with his loan um you know he hasn't been he hadn't been doing well in salernitana pescara but he really came to life in Cittadella, and we were uh hoping that he would um continue to grow at spezia and help fight for promotion and Unfortunately, that hasn't really planned out, especially for uh, 2 million euros that Spezia paid for the player. So, um, do yeah, you... that's, the, that's the frustrating part. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, what do you, uh, are you still frustrated at Antonucci? Um, you know, I, you kind of already said, but, uh, you know, in that rant, uh, you were speaking in Italian, but uh, uh, for our English listeners, what were you really saying in that, uh, in that rant? It was a very colorful explanation of the situation and the way I interpreted it. But no, basically, I can accept if a player um, is doing his best and things are not working out or if the coach is cornering him for some reason and the, there are things that are not working out in the relationship with other teammates. But the situation with Mirko Antonucci given the fact that he's a very skillful player, very talented person, very talented athlete. Uh, again, I was hoping I could, and I think I'm not the only uh, Spezia fan, that we could fall in love with him. You know, he's, uh, as you said, he was the best, uh, mm, 
not striker, the guy in English, how do you call the guy that plays behind the striker? Regista, like we say it in the, Italian. Yeah, yeah, trequartista. It's like the, the number trequartista, 10. Trequartista, there you like go. Like the yeah. attacking mid, yeah. Exactly. There you go. So the, the best trequartista of uh, the whole league last season. So, of course, we thought that it could have been um, like uh, not the spine of our team, but a very good investment for uh, uh, the team beside the money, beside the, the, the price that Spezia, play, the, the Spezia paid um, to get him. But, you know, he's, a, he's, he's still a young player, by the way. So even for his career, uh, we, and he's an Italian player. So uh, there were all the, there was a good base to hope for him to express himself at its best playing uh, for our team. But for some reason, it didn't work out. And uh, yeah, in light of his background, where, as you were mentioning, the experience with uh, Rome, that had to give him away three times on three different loans. And uh, one of these teams, I think the one in Portugal, gave him back in light of his attitude. I just lost all my hopes for the person. I think that he's a great, talented athlete, but he's a very little man. So that's what I said, and that's what frustrates me. I'm sorry for the guy. I hope for himself and for um, Spezia that he can prove himself in uh, Cosenza because if he doesn't get better for himself, Spezia cannot even get his money back for the investment he made on the player. And the frustrating part as a fan is that the team made an investment. It got introduced as a person that we strongly believe in and that we want him to uh, explode, you know, to, 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 to do even better based on what he showed um, last season. And then when the team needs you the most because of the difficulties that we are encountering, you decide that you feel like you should not be here anymore and you need new, um, I don't know, a new adventure. No, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I never want to see him wear my colors again. Wow. Bold statement. Yeah, there. absolutely. That's what that's what I said in my life. And that's what I think. I not regret saying it. Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So I think it's, uh, you kind of explained this last uh, podcast. It's just, the thing is, uh, it's been a difficult season for Spezia. And just a lot of these players maybe just don't believe in the project, given the way the season has full as came down to um and so maybe i don't think it's just antonucci it's just it's a lot of other players that um like you said uh dragowski um that just maybe aren't believing in the project anymore and has to move on yeah a lot of these players are great athletes not only mirko mirko is probably um the one that uh showed it more um uh, evidently but there are a lot of players that uh, from the very beginning of the season uh, prove themselves not to be willing to fight, to play. Fight is not the right word, but to play the way you have to play in Serie B, which is a total different game from uh, the, the game that's played in Serie A. In uh, the second league, in the Italian uh, second league, Serie B, the character, the tenacity, the willingness to, to, to run, uh, to fight for every ball, um, overcomes the talent, the skills of, uh, of a player most of the time. And if you don't have the right mindset to play that way, you're not going to be able to keep up with players that are willing to do that and might be less, they might be, yeah, less good of a player than these guys. So the issue is that most of those players that were not willing to remain in Spezia are the players that had us relegated. So, I mean, if you think that you are a better player, that you showed that you actually are, then you could already be in a better team or you would have been able to avoid relegation for Spezia or once that you the team got relegated, you would have had other offers from other teams that would have brought you back in the major league. And none of these players had it. None of these players did. So uh, sometimes there are good athletes that are not developed enough outside the field as men, and they lack uh, the mental and the human characteristics to, um, to live up to their job because it's their profession. 
And I think that that's what Mr. D'Angelo understood. And one of the reasons why we had to let go so many players on loans, because they still didn't have any offers. I mean, nobody was willing to pay the price that Spezia wanted for them, but we had to let them go because the team was snapping out of this situation. And with this uh, reorganization between the players that left and those that arrived, at least it looks like the players that are playing today for Spezia are willing to play the game the way it needs to be played in Serie B. That's good to hear. You know, um, at least, you know, maybe the after the transfer market, there seems to be more uh, belief or, you know, w- willingness that I'm... I'm willingness that's the right word jake willingness yeah and and if you look at the results you know since that Cittadella game um you know only one win since but uh, you know you've gotten draws against modena against catanzaro the the last one against ternana you know this that could be a huge point at the end you know when ternana scores in the 89th minute you think it's going to be another loss to a relegation rival and to get that goal at the end i think that was very very important and you know um drawing against Catanzaro and in those two losses you know like I'm see- seeing it it's it was against Como it was against Cremonese both second and third place so I think there's still um a lot to season left uh, how, how do you see this uh road to Salvezza um as I I'd call it um there, there's still like a lot of games left but how, how do you how do you feel about you know this the Girone di Ritorno so far the road to salvezza, I like it. Yes, um, that's hopeful. what we had, that's I, what we had to do uh, last season. So I know all about it. <laughs> I see. I see. I'm still very hopeful. Uh, you know, we are in touch even uh, beside these recordings. So uh, you know what I think, and I'm still very hopeful. The um, we have to in the situation the Spezia is in right now. We have to think. We have to believe that. Um, the championship started after the win in Pisa. I think if we play eight time, 10 times that game, uh, we don't get to win it, at least eight. But we won it, and that's what counts. And after that, we haven't lost yet. We played two other games, both of them were draws. Um, the, one in Catan- the one in Spezia with Cantanzaro, um, we came back, and the one in Terni, uh, we came back. In both games, probably mainly the one in uh, Terni, we were dominating the game, but you know this is the, the this is football. They say you know this is soccer. So um, you might play even better than the opponent, but if they score, they get to get the win. So for once in Terni, we saw the players believe that it was possible to at least not lose more than the fans did because they scored the goal, the equalizer at the very last second like i was doing my uh, live commentary to the game on mm-hmm. the youtube channel and i was already counting it as a loss but and normally it never happens like i'm always believing it until the very last second but for once the players on the pitch did not give up and as you said they were able to to, to draw a game that uh, was crucial for us and uh, we, we were Coming on to that game, I think 90% of the supporters thought this is going to be uh, the, the the game that gets us back in the run. We're going to win for sure. We're a better team. And yet again, we almost lost it. So we still believe because the team looks alive, but it's a long road to, um, to avoid relegation. Absolutely. Yeah, well, the the draw against Ternana, that could be a, definitely a, a turning point. Or, you know, even going back to the game against Pisa where, you know, that was... Uh, I remember I was watching uh, beautiful goals from Verde and going mm-hmm. up uh, 3-1 at halftime and then even holding on to that match. I think it was very important. So looking ahead to this Cittadella match, which will be on Saturday, February 17th, uh, 2 p.m. local time. That's at 8 a.m. Eastern time. It's another early kickoff here in the United States at the Stadio Alberto Pico. This is Cittadella's first trip to La Spezia since January of 2020. That ended in a one-one draw, so that was pre-COVID. That was um, that was the year that Spezia actually got promoted to Serie A. Um, so, Ilya, how do you see this game? Is there any uh, things that I should know about that? Uh, any like injury suspensions? There. How do you see this game in general? 
Okay, first of all, since you mentioned Verde and we were talking about players, Verde is another one of those guys that in the beginning under the... Uh, while the coach was Mr. Alvini, uh, he seemed to be one of those players that was willing to, to leave. He wanted to leave. Even the fact that he left number 10 to Salvatore Esposito and he picked the jersey number 99, it was a clear sign that he was no longer interested in remaining with us. But for some reason, the arrival of uh, Mr. Luca D'Angelo um, convinced him to, to stay and now he extended his contract until uh, 2027. So he's one of those uh, players that, although they already were part of the squad is like a new acquisition for us because we haven't seen him until uh, the, the the pizza game most likely so we're happy that we got him because you know he's one of those players that make you love the game so i'm happy that we got him back as far as the game on saturday i think in the defensive line um ristov should be available again uh, of course bizniski is still out i'm not sure about the condition of uh, Gilashvili. Um, Elia, Salvatore Elia um, played last time in Terni, not from the first minute, but he was available. So probably uh, Mr. D'Angelo will count on him depending on, you know, for the first time in Terni, we saw uh, Spezia play playing for only a few minutes, but with three strikers. Now, I don't think we're going to start with a four, uh, with a three, four, uh, with a, what is it? <laughs> Quattro de tre, so three, four, three. That's not going to happen. That was just because we wanted to to see if we could go to get the win. Maybe uh, a three, five, two or a three, four, one, two, you know, uh, depending on how the coach sees the players um, during the week. For sure, uh, Falcinelli is uh, the main striker right now. He can, uh, you know, um, hold up the job by himself, basically. He can do what uh, Moro and Francesco P. Esposito together cannot do. He can do it on his own. The two guys together can do it. They proved it in the Catanzaro game in Spezia. And as far as the midfield, we got this new guy. I mean, it's new for us, the, um, Adam Nagy from um, Hungary mm -hmm. and Esposito. They seem to be the, the, the two guys that uh, irremovibly, like that Mr. D'Angelo always counts on them. They are the heart of our midfield. So... Mm -hmm. um, I understand Bandinelli is uh, recovering, but I, I don't. I I can't imagine replacing either of the two right now. So we'll see. Yeah, he's a he's a really good midfielder. He played for Pisa for a few years, and he was also playing in the Euros, I believe, for Hungary. Yeah, yeah, he's so. um, he's a team play. He's a mm, sorry, he's a member of the Hungarian national team, coached by Rossi, who's used to be a coach for Spezia. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah. I knew he was uh, Italian, but I, I never knew he coached Spezia. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, going a, a little bit into the stats, Elia, you know I, how I love yeah. uh, to read off the stats, is um, we talked about, and I talked about in the uh, live that I did yesterday in the one, in the podcast in December, uh, Cittadella, when they, when they go behind, it seems like they've... Um, you know, there's always a fight back. There's a courage to uh, uh, fight back. And even if they concede and they're, and they're losing, they're not going to give up. And you saw that in the Spezia-Cittadella match where uh, Spezia equalized, but then Cittadella scored three goals to win the game. So yeah. ha have you seen uh, Spezia at all kind of change? Because uh, they have not won a game yet since if from losing positions, but they have gone uh, four draws from it. In those two draws coming um, in the last matches against Catanzaro and um, what was the uh, Ternana, and uh, meanwhile Cittadella is is shown a little bit. They haven't really gotten a point yet from a losing position in a while. So um, how do how do you feel that the first goal is going to play a factor? Are are you comfortable uh, conceding and then? Do you feel confident that the players know how to uh, battle back and can fight back against maybe a more a higher-ranked position like Chitadella as a team? So they showed that they're not giving up when we go behind because we were behind in Terni and we were behind in Spezia with Catanzaro. Uh, Chitadella is a completely different uh, team because one of their characteristics is that Chitadella itself never gives up. So maybe should we go behind, it's going to be difficult to come back. 
And one of the major issues that Spezia has is that it's one of the worst uh, uh, offensive line. Like we don't freaking score, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so it's really frustrating because if you look at the stats even of uh, Ternana Spezia, like 65, 60% of possession in the first half, um, four shots, only one on the goal and and zero uh, goal, like only at the end. So uh, it's frustrating. It's uh, the beauty of Serie B. I think I said it probably even last time that I was on your show is it's uh, the complexity of uh, the championship itself. Like the very last team could win against the very first one. So uh, I was hoping that Cittadella coming from four consecutive losses, uh, arriving in Spezia after these four consecutive losses could be uh, beaten down mentally, morally. But in light of the conversation that we had uh, on Monday, on my uh, channel together with you and with uh, Antonio, who's a, who's a journalist that talks about Cittadella, that knows the, the piazza of Cittadella, he reassured me that uh, no, they're just coming uh, to, to play, uh, to play openly. They're not uh, um, defeated mentally or morally. They don't get pumped when they, you know, in Cittadella, you guys don't get pumped when you win nine games in a row. So you don't get beaten down morally when you lose four in a row, which is uh, astonishing. So it will be an open game, like all the games in Serie B. But man, do I hope for a win for Spezia because we really need it, Jake. Yeah, with the, uh, you know, it's... It looking at the table a little bit it's not it's still not uh out of reach but uh, you know with Sampdoria being the last team in 15th with 27 points and then you guys with uh 22 points you just gotta wonder it's it's uh don't want those teams to start running away and you know maybe it'll be time to settle for the playoffs because or relegation playout because for, anything can 14 happen games to play if i'm not mistaken 42 so. points. I'm a dreamer. I still believe. You know me. I told you before. If we can just get a few games in a row, it would be awesome. It would be epic. It would be epic. It's, you know, one of those. Uh, so just because, you know, and I don't know where most of your listening listeners are from, but do you remember we recently had the Super Bowl? Do you remember that year that the Patriots, while uh, Brady was still their quarterback, where half time they were already gone. Um, I don't know who they were playing with. I went to see that Super Bowl game at a friend's uh, house and he was on the sofa. I said, okay, we can turn it off. It's already over. It's already over. I told him, man, don't worry. I'm here. They're going to come back. <laughs> and they did and they won. That was epic. A few years from now, they're going to be making movies about that uh, Super Bowl. So maybe... Spezia will be able to achieve something like that with 14 games left to play. I do hope so. I'm a dreamer. Yeah, I mean, it's still definitely um, possible because, you know, if, if you go back to last year at this time, Cittadella, I didn't know for sure if we were going to be staying in Serie B and they ended up doing okay. And But um, yeah, like you said with uh, Antonio and what we discussed is it's just it's a different feel because um last last season they Cittadella did lose four games in a row that was at the end of 2022 this this time it feels a bit different because the performances are there Gorini said that mm -hmm. the performances are there it's just it just seems like a little bit of frustration and you know playing against Parma at home it was always going to be a difficult game I thought Cittadella played very good in that match and um you know just maybe deserve to draw but it's just they're definitely in a rough patch at the moment but i don't think there's a lot of uh panic because i think Cittadella will um get back to winning ways soon sooner or later but um you know one thing that i'm i'm a little scared about this match is Cittadella's road record uh, this season is it's not as great as their home record it's only 13 points on the road from 11 games it isn't a bad record but um, three wins, four draws, and four losses. Last home match or the last away match that Cittadella won was in Piacenza uh, against uh, Frau Pisalo. So it's been a while since we've seen a, a road win. Uh, but th that's uh, I'm a little concerned about that, and especially if Spezia score again um, in in the in the first half, first minutes. 
uh, it will be definitely a, a very difficult game. Yeah, I can't comment on the performances of Cittadella because, you know, I, I'm only following Spencer game. I haven't seen Cittadella play since uh, we played. So, uh, but definitely I understand how frustrating it can be when the performance is there, but it just doesn't get converted in uh, results because that's what, what happened to us in, in many occasions, not only this season, but uh, even in Serie A. I mean, we we lost uh, with Venezia uh, and we played a good game in Parma. With Parma in Spezia, we, we threw it away uh, with an um, own goal. So uh, we didn't play... Actually, we played a very good game in Palermo and uh, we let them uh, catch us. So uh, 13th minute of stoppage time, I remember. Yeah. 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 So, But then again, we got lucky twice, basically, with Ternana, uh, even... Uh, on uh, Girone d'Andata and uh, we caught we got the the draw in the very last minutes of the game so we can't complain you know it's um, give and take you know it's a question of merit it's not about luck so over time if you play well it, it will pay off yeah that that's a good mindset to have um but for this match against uh, Spezia uh, for Cittadella a little bit of news um Stefano Negro will be out so starting center back out for Cittadella we, uh, because of a yellow card accumulation. We don't know if uh, Nicola Pavan will be back. He got an injury uh, after the Brescia match, and he had to miss the Parma match, but it wasn't a serious injury as expected, at least from the what the Cittadella reports are saying. So we'll, we'll see there, but that's kind of uh, all that I after the injury and suspension list for um, the Granata. Uh, Elia, so we are we're running a little bit of out of time here um, as uh, we still got a few minutes, but um, when we, as we start to wrap things up, do you have any predictions about this match upcoming on Saturday? I hope that Spezia will win. It's not a prediction, but <laughs> I hope that Spezia will win, of course. Um I don't think we have any players that um, are not available due to uh, yellow cards or red cards. But yeah, we have a few injuries and players that have not recovered yet, as I mentioned earlier. Other than that, it's an open game. When people are asking me what is my prediction, I always give a triple, meaning anything can happen. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jake. Yeah, I, I want to say I don't know too, because um, you know I always... Maybe I'm pessimistic when I'm always thinking about these results and I don't want to always be very confident going into these match. But, um, you know, I think given that the four straight losses, I think this is the game where Cittadella will kind of snap it. I don't know if Cittadella will walk away with the win, but um, i say a 1-1 draw is fair. Um, you know, it, we'll it works for we'll Spezia. See. It works for Cittadella. It stops bleeding. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Um, you know, going uh, road trip to Liguria. So um, that's my prediction, at least. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, I don't think that um, the the draw would do us um, any good. We we really we're really short on victories. We need three points to get ourselves out of this situation. And Pico can uh, be the twelfth man, the twelfth man on the field. Or he could also play against us because this is one of those matches that you don't need to um, pump up. You know, you don't need to pump the guys up. They know how important it is already. And if uh, the Pico, as he was in the past, will be uh, pushing our guys, it might backfire. Like, you know, we saw uh, in more than one occasion our guys getting on the field uh, more tense than pumped. And it backfired. So um, hopefully it won't be the case. Also because since D'Angelo um, has arrived, there has been um, the team and the supporters are getting closer and closer again. So hopefully uh, in this situation we um, will be or you know we'll, we'll be able to pump up the guys instead of stressing them out. <laughs> we will see. We will see. It's uh, expecting to be a, a good atmosphere and uh, La Spezia on saturday well elia do you have uh, anything else to add before we wrap things up here 
No other than, you know, thank you very much, Jake, for having me on your show. As we said, while we were opening our chat, I'm glad that we connected. If there is anybody that is interested in uh, following the game on Saturday, we're not streaming it. You can't see it, but we'll have these uh, live chat while the game is playing and we can comment together. There are people sometimes that are joining our streaming uh, from all over the world. Like there are people from America, people from England. So it's fun. It's like being in a big living room, living room together, commenting what's happening. But it's good for people that are, can watch the game and they just want to comment it live or people that can't watch the game and they want to have an update about what's going on. So I invite you to uh, take a look at the live on Saturday on our channel. And you could uh, you you could also see Elia's uh, fantastic reactions to goals, especially <laughs> if it's in the last minute or something. Um, yeah, it will be uh, it will be fantastic. But uh, Cittadella hosts are playing away to Spezia at the Stadio Alberto Pico this uh, Saturday, February seventeenth, two p.m. local time, eight a.m. Eastern time here in the United States. Um, you could catch the game on Now TV, Down, The Zone, Sky, all those uh, streaming platforms. But um, that's going to be it for us at the Chitkaushi USA show. Elia, uh, remind everyone where you could they could follow your channel and on Instagram, uh, YouTube. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. So the lives are always on our YouTube channel, Elia, the Italian guy, YouTube. And uh, I'm also we are also present on TikTok under the Speziato name and uh, on uh, Instagram. So those are the major channels. All right. And if you're looking for us at the Chitkachu USA show, uh, give us a follow at Chitkachu USA on Instagram and Twitter and visit our website at chitkachuusa.com for more insight, news articles about AS Chitadella. For me, thank you, Elia, for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, Spezia away or hosting Cittadella on Saturday. It should be a great game. We'll uh, be back next week to recap the match. And I will, yes, I will see you next week. Enjoy the game. And as always, Forza Cita. Thank you for listening to the Cittadella USA show. If you liked it, please share and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cittadella USA. See you next time. And remember, Forza Cita.